Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, hi everyone. Wow, what a great joy uh, to be able to come and just to share a few thoughts out of the Word of God with you today that I hope will be encouraging to you. Um, wow, what an amazing week it's been, um, full of changes, um, full of some challenging situations. But again, I want to encourage you. We're in this together. We're doing this journey together. We're not going to separate or isolate ourselves. We're going to continue to reach out to each other in whatever format that might look like. And for us as a local church now, um, we won't be uh, meeting in small groups per se, um, physically. But I do want to encourage you. We'll be meeting together um, in our small groups using an online platform that we're letting our small group leaders know about that very, very shortly. So that means that you not only get to church to go to church in your pyjamas... You're also able potentially to visit and be a part of a small group during the course of the week as well um, in whatever clothing you choose to wear. So we're going to let you know about that during the course of the week. But I want to highlight again, whatever you you do, make sure that you are pushing into community. Make sure whether it be um, 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 live and and streamed over the Internet, whatever whatever it looks like, make sure that this is the time where more than ever before that you're connecting with other people. We don't want to isolate ourselves. We don't want to be disconnected. We want to make sure that we're connecting and we're praying together during this time. So really encourage you about that and we'll let our small group leaders know about that. They'll be in contact with you and information, of course, will be up on our website just to help you with that. But it's so great to be here with you today and uh, I want to do encourage you. One of the incredibly important things that we're doing is uh, from Wednesdays, uh, starting this Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, um, you'll receive a text message, potentially an email. And what we're doing every Wednesday as well as, as part of the main service on a Sunday is we'll be sharing something out of our journal reading. So one of the team will be uh, doing a short video teaching and we'll be sending that out again just to encourage each other about continuing on the journey of journaling together. Monday is Mark chapter 13, and do encourage you with that as well. But if you're a little bit behind, don't worry about that. Just pick it up on Monday again. But remember how important and how powerful the Word of God is that we're taking the time to read it, to reflect and and, and uh, pray through that as well. Little joke, this one's for Luke at home today. Um, there was a horse, he's out in Outback um, Burke, and he goes into the local pub there, he sits down at the chair, he says to the barman, could I please get a lemon, lime and bitters? Then of course he asks for it to be on soda water. So the barman gets the drink, looks at the horse and asks him the question, why have you got such a long face? A dad joke, probably not that funny, but anyway, I thought I'd throw it there. Another joke for you, this is a good joke. It says a blonde and a redhead and a brunette were all lost in the desert. They found a lamp and they rubbed it and a genie popped popped out and granted each one of them a wish. Cool thing. The redhead wished to go back home. Poof, she was back home. The brunette wished to be at home with her family. Poof, she was back with her family. The blonde said, oh, I wish all my friends were here. Poof, you know exactly what took place there. So again, probably not the funniest jokes, but we'll give it our best shot just to lighten things up a little bit. You know, we are in challenging times, but during the course of the week, I was just considering this question. And the question is, what is the church called to do during times like this? 
What are we called to do in times like this? What part do we play? And I wanna, wanna look at answering that question in a couple of moments, but just to bring again the enormity of what we're facing, our Prime Minister during the week said that this is a once in a hundred year event that we're walking through right now, huge, once in a hundred years. He said that this is going to be the most challenging year in the history of our nation, that 2020 is going to be the most challenging year for us. In fact, I was looking in the States alone, they're saying potentially that 37 million people, 37 million people could lose their jobs. Incredibly challenging times that we live in. But before we look at the answer to the question, what is it that we're called to do at a time like this? I want to remind us again about the character and the faithfulness of God. Last week, we saw God's miraculous uh, protection. Uh, he led the children of Israel through uh, the Red Sea. And what did we learn? We learned that even in uncertain times, we serve a God of certainty. That even in times where we're feeling uncertain like we might be now, we serve a God of certainty. Our God's character, his nature, his word is unchanging. And so I really want to encourage you with that. But this morning, again, I want to remind us today about the faithfulness of our Heavenly Father, about our Heavenly Father's faithfulness. We serve a God of faithfulness. In fact, when I think about um, the, the Old Testament and that story that, that we read last week about the children of Israel being led through the Red Sea, going to a place of uncertainty, but the certainty of God bringing them through that, I started to reflect on the fact that during a season of time, while they were in Egypt, they went through many plagues, seven plagues in fact, and they had to go through and experience those. But what I find encouraging is that God sustained them through that time. God cared for them during that time. God went before them during that time. God comforted them during that time. God protected them through that time. God was there sustaining them even in the midst of that incredible challenge that Israel, excuse me, that Egypt faced. In fact, we see in the Old Testament, under the Old Testament covenant, God protected and sustained the children of Israel through the plagues. Some of the plagues that I want to mention to you, water turning to blood, not nice. Frogs, lice, flies, livestock pestilence, boils, hailstorms, locusts, darkness, and ultimately the killing of the first of the firstborn children. I mean, that was terrible, terrible stuff. But the truth is, God led and protected the children of Israel. And I want to say today that during this time that we're going through, we live in the New Testament covenant. God's been faithful in the Old Testament to his people. And today we're living in the New Testament and we can trust in the faithfulness of God. Just like God sustained the children of Israel through those plagues, we can trust God. We can know with all of our heart and all, all of the confidence that we can place in God that he's going to sustain us through this time as well, through this plague, through this pestilence that we're going through right now. And the truth is, if God protected them and sustained them, then God's going to do the same for us as we put our trust in him. So I want to encourage you with all my heart as we start to reflect on the goodness of God. So the thought this morning, the question is, what, what is it that we're called to do at this time as the church? What are we called to be doing in this season? The, 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 this season that we're in as our nation faces something that we've never faced before. Well, I want to say this this morning, that our greatest calling is to prayer. That this is the one thing that the world's not able to do to the full extent that we are. That we're able to pray and that God in this season 
is calling the church in this season to pray, to pray for protection, to pray for healing, to pray for provision, to pray for salvation. And like Jesus said, to pray against this mountain of the COVID-19 pandemic, to pray that it be cast in, this mountain would be removed from our nation, the nations of the world and cast into the sea. In fact, today, as we were reading the word in Mark chapter 10, today's reading, I love it, Mark chapter 11, excuse me, it says this, have faith in God, for surely I say to you, Jesus speaking, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says it will be done for them. He will have or she will have whatever they ask. I believe right now the season is this. It's time for us to speak up and to speak against the mountain of this disease, this pandemic that's coming against our nation. I want to encourage you that the thing that we can do more than more than uh, that, that the greatest thing that we can do more than anything else in this time. Yes, as I said before, remain connected. Make sure that we're connecting with one another, not isolating ourselves per se from fellowship. But understanding that it's our time to shine, it's our time to pray, it's our time to stand up. As Jesus said, we need to speak to the mountain and command this curse that's potentially trying to come over our nation and command it to be cast into the sea. It's time, I believe, friends, for us to pray and to pray like we've never prayed before. You know, our greatest weapon against this curse that our nation faces is prayer. In fact, there's a promise out of the Word of God that I want to share to you this morning that, that I believe this is so important to us in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, listen to this, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Our land, our nation needs an outpouring of healing. There are multitudes of people that are being, being infected with this disease. We need to pray like never before. And this scripture here of my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. I want to remind you today, we are the children of God. We are the sons and daughters of God. We are the ones that have the opportunity to stand and to lift our heavens and to pray over our nation and to push back potentially the clouds of darkness that are trying to move in and move over our nation. And I love the promise of God here. It says there that if we humble ourselves and pray, God will forgive the sin and heal our land. In fact, I love this thought here. Every event in the Old Testament where there was either calamity or celebration, there was prayer. Every event in the Old Testament where there was calamity, some challenge or celebration, there was prayer. Prayer is so important to us. Prayer is so powerful. Prayer moves the heavens. Amen. In fact, in the New Testament, every time the disciples were faced with a crisis, what did they do? They prayed. What did they do? They didn't, they didn't shrink back from the challenge. They didn't hide. They didn't, didn't say that this is too hard. What did they do? They prayed. They reached out to God. They prayed in faith for the circumstances that they were facing. And I take great in heart in the, of this today. I take great heart in that thought today that I believe that the church is called and chosen by God in these times to stand up and pray, to stand in the gap, to take that position that we've been called to take, to stand in the gap 
and to pray life and healing and blessing and protection and provision over our nation. And I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are in front of that TV screen right now. I want to encourage you with all of my heart. God needs to hear our prayers. Our nation needs our prayers. We need to understand that we've been called by God and anointed by God for such a time as this. Amen. And we need to understand the power of standing together and praying for our nation. In fact, I was reminded during the week of a story about standing between life and death. The story is in Numbers chapter 16, verse 46 to 48. The people complained against God and God was angered. And I don't want to read. I don't want you to read too much into that story either about what's happening at this time. But what I love is that the picture there of what the church is being called to do. I want to read it to you because there's a few pictures that the Holy Spirit has placed on my heart to help us to understand the significance of our role in this time. What are we called to do right now? We're called to pray. So the story here starts in Numbers chapter 16, verse 46. It says this, the plague had broken out. People were suffering. People were dying. And Moses says, so Moses said to Aaron, take a censer and put fire in it from the altar and put incense on it and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For the wrath of God has gone out from the Lord and the plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the assembly and already the plague had begun among the people. So he put the incense and made atonement for the people and he stood between the dead and the living. So the plague was stopped. A few little pictures out of that this morning. I believe from this story, Aaron is a picture of the church being called to stand in the gap. God's calling us to stand in the gap. The second picture that I see there is the fire and the incense represents our prayers. Just like Aaron, we're being called to stand between life and death. That Aaron's a picture of the church and the incense and the fire is a picture of our prayers. Amen. Our prayers coming from earth and heading towards heaven. I believe it's so powerful. And I take great heart that now's our time more than ever before to pray. It's our privilege as a church to stand in the gap at this time and pray that this virus will be stopped in Jesus' name. It's time for us to rise and shine and to speak to the mountains that are facing us, not to shrink back, not to be discouraged by what we see. Yes, we're living in potentially discouraging times and we're seeing some things that are really challenging to our faith, but we need to rise up in faith. We need to start to speak and declare and declare the power of God. That's what he's called us to do. And that's the role that we play right now in our nation. Every one of us that calls upon the name of Jesus has been anointed and appointed by God to stand in the gap and pray. You know, as a church where we're calling the whole church to daily prayer, and you'll receive some information over the coming days about that as well. We have a, a, a seven day prayer plan. We're calling people to either pray at 7 a.m., 7 p.m., whatever it might be. And there's seven areas that we're wanting people to pray for as well. And I'm really encouraging that, that we, we need to understand the importance of our, our, our role in praying for our nation at this time. In fact, some of the things that we'll be praying for, we'll be praying for the sick, We'll be praying for healthcare workers. We'll be praying for the vulnerable. We'll be praying for the unemployed. We'll be praying for our leaders. We'll be praying for families. We'll be praying for churches. And all of us today have the opportunity to stand and to rise in faith 
and stand in the gap and pray for our nation and pray for those areas that I just mentioned as well. And I want to encourage you again. It's our time to stand and to stand in prayer. Amen. It's not a time to shrink back. It's time for us to be to be stirred and to stand like we've never done before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Encourage you with all of my heart. So during the course of the week, it'll be available on our website and there'll be some other things that we'll be releasing um, to people as well as a prayer guide, just to help. And as I said before, we're not able to meet face, face to face. We're not able to meet in small groups, but I believe that we can without exception. Take the time either seven in the morning or seven at night time to take the time to start to pray, to stand in the gap, to intercede. And like Jesus said, to speak to this mountain of the, the COVID-19 disease and speak against that in Jesus' name and declare healing and health and restoration and recovery over our nation as God is calling us to. Amen. So I do encourage you. We're on this journey together and I want to encourage you with all of my heart. Um, just th that we rise in this spirit of prayer in this time and really understand that we are being called to pray like we've never prayed before. You know, I was just thinking, just as we conclude today, you know, m many people are facing challenges and we want to say from the outset that we are here for you. We, we will do all that we can to, to, to support you, to pray with you, to encourage you. We, we want to know that we are not doing this journey alone. We are we are not in this in this um, as as isolated or lone uh, sailors per se. We're in this together. We're a family. We're a church. We're a community, and we're in this together. And I want to encourage you that the most important and the most powerful thing that we can do at this point is taken out of the the the, the, the teaching of Hebrews here today, because I think the challenge can be for us is that we can start looking. And, and setting our eyes on so many things, we can start to look at the fear. We can be looking at anxiety. We can be looking potentially at the loss. We can be looking at, at, at all the things that are going on. We can be looking to the government. Thank God for our government, our prime minister. We pray for him. We can be looking at the st statistics. We can be looking at the media. But I believe at this stage, the most important person that we can be looking to is Jesus and Jesus alone. In fact, it says here in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, we lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In this season, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. In this season that we're going through right now, the uncertainty the questions that we have, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We don't need to be distracted by the media. We don't need to be distracted by all of the things that are happening out there. Yes, they're happening, but we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. The more our eyes are fixed on him, the more we'll be empowered by heaven to pray the prayers that he's praying, calling us to pray. Amen. So I want to encourage you today about that, that this is our time as of the people of God. This is our time as a local church to stand. What is it that we've been called to do in this season? Our calling is to pray. Our calling is to care, to love, to do all those things. But primarily our calling is to pray in Jesus' name for the healing and the safety of our nation. Amen. The protection of God over every person. So I really want to encourage us during the course of this week, make sure that you're reading your journal. 
Make sure that you're updating your information. If we haven't got that yet, please, we want to make sure that we're communicating as effectively as we can with you. And also make sure as well that if you're not a part of a small group, there's ways in which you can communicate with us so that we can help you with that as well. Amen. So I want to encourage you with all of my heart. Let's keep together. Let's keep encouraging one another. Let's keep connected the best that we possibly can in Jesus' name. Amen. So from behalf of Rachel and I and the team, we want to say we love you. We're so thankful that you've tuned in and you're watching this. But I do encourage you, consider who you can send that link to as well on your list. This is a season for us, more than ever before, that people are looking for answers. And we know that the answer, the answer to all that we're facing right now is found in the person of Jesus Christ. In fact, you might be watching this right now in your home and you might have a, a great sense of fear and trepidation within you. You might have a great sense of uncertainty about what's taking place. But you might also not know Jesus as your saviour, as your personal Lord, as, as, as the understanding of, of who he is and what he's done for us, that he went to that cross and he gave his life for us so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we could become sons and daughters of God and that we could have a, a certainty in our hearts, a, a peace in our hearts, even in the midst of these trials. And so right now, before I conclude today, I want to give every person an opportunity today that hasn't received Jesus Christ as their Savior right now in your living room, right now on your phone, on your tablet, wherever it might be. This is the opportunity right now that you have to connect with a loving Savior, a loving God that loves us so powerfully. And all you need to simply do is to open up your heart and your life to Him. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. It's a prayer of forgiveness. And if I could ask right now, if we could just all bow our heads. If you haven't prayed this prayer yet, I really want to encourage in the privacy of your own home, make Jesus your Lord and make peace with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Could we pray together? And for those that are praying for this first time, could you pray this out loud where you are right now? Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you that you died on the cross to pay for our sin. Today, Lord, we open up our heart to you. Lord Jesus, we ask you to forgive us of the wrong that we've done. Today, Lord, we invite you into our lives and we confess you today as our Lord and our Saviour. Jesus, today we choose to follow you. We choose today to be your disciples. We turn our lives from that old life. And today we choose the new life that you have for us. We confess today that by the confession of our mouths and the belief that God raised you from the dead, that we are saved. Jesus, you are our Lord and our Master. Amen and amen. I want to encourage you with all of my heart. If you've made that decision for the first time, we would love you to, to reach out to us. You can do that through our email on our website. There's a multitude of ways. Our website would be the best way to do that. But please, we would love to connect with you, connect with us, and then we'd love to send you some information just to encourage you in that journey as well. Our God is faithful, and I know with all exception, with all of my heart, that God's going to lead us through this journey together. But remember, what we're called to do at this time is to pray, is to stand in the gap and to pray together. Amen. So we pray a blessed week. 
We're not sure about what the week will, will bring, but we're up to it because we're together. We're, we're, we're joining with each other. We're encouraging one another. We're praying for each other as well. So we're not sure what this week will be, but let's pray. Let's believe for the mountain of COVID-19 to be cast into the sea in Jesus' name. Amen. So if I had another joke. Oh, I do have another joke. One more joke and we'll finish with this. Why did the monkey put sausages on his head? Why did the monkey put sausages on his head? He thought he was a gorilla. Just leave you with that one. God bless you. Have the most amazing week. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless.